Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From a land far, far away where success is a long shot and the struggle really is real comes a voice from the depths of the concrete, the bowels of the BX, a voice that can't be silenced, here to share his positivity. Welcome to the Hope of the Hood podcast. Guys, welcome back to the Hope of the Hood. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Lots been going on. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you head over to the website, hopeofthehood.com. Uh, check out the candle section. Check out the merch section. Buy those Liddy candles. Thank you for everybody that's purchased Liddy candles. Uh, we only we only got two flavors left right now: Bodega Breeze and Bodega Latte. Thank you everybody who's purchased. Hopefully you guys had a good uh, holiday and you're looking forward to Christmas because Christmas is around the corner. And what better stocking cap stuffer to have? My birthday's this Saturday. I'm getting that for myself if nobody gets it. Your birthday's this Saturday? Yes. Oh, hold on. We're not even going to They don't even know you're here yet. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's all good. I'll be the bodega that cat. That was a sneak. That was a, that was a bodega <laughs> cat. That was the bodega cat. Comes in with every uh, every candle you purchase. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the regular broken comedy bar matchless every Monday. Uh, what else is going on? Christmas is coming up. Like I said, Christmas is coming up. Make sure you get your your, your Christmas trees, whether they be artificial or whether they be fake. What and about then, Hold on. I didn't even get into the Shanika, bro. <laughs> Shout out to the Shanikinians. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you get your menorahs right. Make sure you know you, you got you got your, your eight, what is it, eight days? Yeah, eight days. Get your eight days straight. Those dreidels. Get your, dra- get your dreidel gang. Get your, we got to come up with fly dreidels, man. Okay. Mm. Cause we gonna come, we gonna corner the market. Yes. Bodega ornaments, lockers. dreidels. Bodega lockers. Bodega lockers, man. We was really gonna come with the um, gingerbread bodegas for the for the for the holidays, but we don't. We still in talks with the bakeries and all of that. We don't know if hostess or who's gonna do it. Um, got a few shout outs. Um, this episode sponsored by by uh, Lynn's Garden. Chinese restaurant in my neighborhood they keep me powered this this episode is also uh, dedicated to Puerto Rico coffee they got me uh, I got some Rwandan coffee this week very good it's a delicate delicate coffee excuse me <laughs> it's a delicate I'm, no, I'm not cool. here yet but that's cool it's a delicate coffee because I heard you talk about coffee earlier very has a hint of caramel well, an, an aroma should I say 
you know, it doesn't taste like caramel. The aroma. Uh, other than that, everything's been good in my world. Dan, how's everything with you? Everything's good. I wasn't here for a week. Yeah, but you're back. I'm back, back in action. Back in full swing. You ready for Christmas? I'm ready for Hanukkah. I oh, wish oh, yeah, I celebrated yeah, Christmas. My it's bad. like my favorite holiday that I can't celebrate. When does Hanukkah start? I have no idea. Damn. It, it changes every year. For real? Yeah. So I w- Christmas is like my favorite holiday. I just can't. I just don't celebrate it. You're faking the funk, bro. Don't be faking the funk, man. So that's it. Any, anything new. else in the uh, in the dating world? Anything new going on? No. No new love interest? No. Because you know you one of the hottest uh, single dudes out here in the in the streets. I don't. I don't think I am. But thanks. They're gonna. I'm <laughs> telling you, the next time out, they're gonna have fucking top bachelors in New York City. You're gonna be one of them. All right. Oh, I have a shout out. Who do you got a shout out? We should mention that you were on the Feed the Meter podcast, and that's going oh, yeah. to the be released out. the same week that this podcast comes out. Yo, you don't know when this podcast is coming out, yo. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it'll already be out. Nah, but yeah, shout out. That shit was fun. Did I tell you guys? Oh, I met Colin Kaepernick, but it was like a weird meeting. It was. So, I mean, so DJ Juanito, his co-host for the podcast, he's like, yo. I want you to meet someone. And I'm like, but the dudes, whoever it is, is in a room. So I'm like, all right, cool. So he pokes his head in the room. And then he goes, come on, come on. So then I go in the room, and it's like Colin Kaepernick sitting down at a, like a table by himself, but he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. So it's like a weird introduction because he's kind of like, he's like being nice enough to shake my hand, but at the same time, he's like, like it gives me that, yo, I'm on the phone look. Like, yo, come on, man. You know I'm talking about fucking kneeling down and all kind of shit right now. I can't be in here having conversations with you right now. But that was cool to me. Still, yeah, you still got to meet him. I did, yo. I haven't washed GQ my hands person since. person of the year. Dude, I haven't washed my hands since. You know that that uh, magazine is completely sold out? Every store only has Kevin Durant on the cover. Damn. Also, it was like an alternate, uh, alternate cover? He was the main cover, and then there was an alternate. And no, there's they don't have any more of it. Damn. Every place you go to. You think he bought them all? So he could no. resell them? <laughs> so my friends that work with him, they had to go and find them themselves. They only found like 10 of them. Damn, dogs. Yeah. That's crazy. You would think like if you, if you was on the cover, they would get you like a whole <laughs> case they, of them. They didn't. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you go against the system. <laughs> they don't even send you your own shit. Yeah. You end up like fucking OJ. You got to steal your own magazines <laughs> with yourself on the cover. <laughs> Damn, Colin went to jail. What do you go to jail for? He stole a case of fucking magazines with himself on the cover. <laughs> it's foul, man. See how they try to do you? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm excited for today's guest. Today's guest is a very special human being. Um, met this guest, I don't know, maybe like three years ago. I remember where. It was at Otto's Shrunken Head, 14th Street. Uh, Naruda, I believe Naruda was hosting the mic he used to have Fridays, 3 o'clock. And this guest... Uh, you said because I was I like I love to learn so like at the time pumpernickel was the biggest thing in my vocabulary as far as bread was concerned I was like pumpernickel was the be all end all and then you said to, I don't even remember the type of bread but I remember my brain was like I don't remember the type of bread oh. you were talking about a special bread and I was like what oh, I wish I remember that a bread Oh, God, it has to be. Oh, I know what it is, and it's not going to come to me right now, and I'm going to feel annoyed because as soon as I step out of the studio and into the tram, we'll be like, fuck. Oh, I know it, but we'll be back. We'll be back with that. But no, so I met you, and you said that, and then I didn't know you had a podcast, and then, like, I don't know what happened. We just, 
I never like I heard of Keith and the girl, but I didn't know you were the girl. I, and I then when that, I saw yeah. you again, I was like, yeah, it's fucking Hemda. <laughs> and then your last name is unforgettable, especially in the culture. Hennessy. Yeah, that that I that I accumul- I I got from marriage. That was not the name that I grew up with. Most people get Hennessy from marriage. <laughs> or unwanted kids. Either unwanted kids <laughs> or they get married from the Hennessy. You know what I mean? So that's true. Uh guess this week is Hemda. Hemda. Yes. Hennessy. Uh one half of Keith and the Girl. Author. Singer. I didn't even know you was a singer. In my past. I did life, my little yeah. research. Yes, I was like, you did. Oh shit, she be singing. Maybe we could get her to sing us a Christmas carol. <laughs> or a Hanukkah. Do you got like Hanukkah carols? Sort of. It's it seems like it's prominent like i remember when they did something at the creek last year they were doing a christmas thing mm-hmm. and then they saw me and uh noah garden jew in the back <laughs> <laughs> you know because like we were sitting in the back but our noses were in the front and they were like wait we got jews in here and we don't know any jew jo- a jew songs right. and so they put us on stage and we were like hey you know what we might look like this but i don't know if we know anything so we like half sang the dreidel song it was pretty pathetic how's the dreidel song go <laughs> Dreidel, 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 I made it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready, yo, dreidel, I shall play. Oh, I got to come up with a remix to that soon, yo. I don't, I'm don't. i not good off the top right now. I'm not saying now. So, uh, okay. Yeah, Great. it's not the most soulful. You can add some to it. Isn't Hava Nagila, or is that just an all-purpose? That's all just purpose? a celebration song. That's all-purpose, Hava Nagila. Yeah. That's like turn up. It's like, like a folksy, yes. So but and you so you you're Jewish, right? I grew up Jewish. Your culture. I yeah. mean your background. Yeah. Middle Eastern. Middle uh, Eastern. I was born in Israel, grew up in New York. And uh my husband says when I get a little mad, my Queens accent comes out mm-hmm. and uh, I'm learning to feel good about that. When did you come to New York? When I was 4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I grew up New here. Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> but it's What it's, part? Uh out in the suburbs. Ah, <laughs> fresh air <laughs> fun, yo. Fresh air. <laughs> where? where? Jamaica. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of mercy. It's out there, like at the end of the F. Like the estates? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica, Queens. Yeah. And uh, and so, Parkway Village. So you spent most of your life in New York? Yeah. Uh, yeah, since I was four. I, I never moved out of New York. It's so hard for me to even think of living somewhere else. Right. Yeah, New York is the best. I, I used to go out at midnight. Just and I used to, I would I would be able to go out at midnight by myself and just find people to hang out with because New York is just cool like that like there's always someone hanging out that you're gonna like or there's always something someone. for you yeah yes like yes. my girl was like yo I need a scarf we took the train got off the train there was like scarfs for sale right there and it was yeah like, oh how much twelve like can we give you ten she's like yes. I bet there's like a scarf city where you can go yeah. for like four blocks and all you see is scarves. All you see is scarves and, yeah. and, and uh, we love New York t-shirts. Yeah, you can have yeah, whatever so you falafel you want. You can have Greek food. Oh, I had lentil soup today. What do you think? I love you and from your Mamoons. food. You're I had like, it from Mamoons. You? Oh, Mamoons the best. With a little pita. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so good. Dude, it was so, it was so hearty. Mm. It was like, it wasn't like a shitty lentil. It was like. You could taste the love involved yeah. in this, and it just like because it's kind of brisk outside, so you get that yeah. warm lentil in your soul. You know, Mamoon, Mamoon's was one of my parents' favorite. They don't live here anymore; mm-hmm. they moved back to Israel. But they would drive half hour to pick up Mamoon's and just drive back home. They just craved it so hard. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like it was a two dollar and fifty cent falafel sandwich or a five dollar shawarma. 
Even now, it's like yeah. three bucks for the uh, lentil soup. Like, what more do you want? You don't even, like. It's incredible. I could drink that like coffee, basically. Like mm-hmm. when it's cold out, I'll just drink it like coffee. Shout out to Mamoons. <laughs> this show is you brought to you by Mamoons. Brought to you by Mamoons. <laughs> Pick up their hot sauce. It's delicious. You're going to uh. love it. Some of the best hot sauce in the world. Oh, I love watching newbies at Mamoons put hot sauce on their sandwich. <laughs> I love it because this is the kind of hot sauce where it's even if. It's crazy. Oh, and I grew up on hot right. sauce. Like, I will burn my mouth. I, my ass will be crying the next day. And I'm like, worth it, worth it, worth it. But this Mamoon stuff, I'm careful about it. I just <sighs> trip, trip, trip. But you watch newbies, they just they just they think it's regular so, hot sauce. Yeah, they're yeah. so used to hot sauce, they just pour it on. And I've told people, I'm like, don't take a bite of that sandwich. But you know, I think it's like it's a it's a, uh, the Middle Eastern just the that hot sauce. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Because no I remember I was at Turkish one time, Turkish down the block. I got like a fucking one of those sandwiches and I put the hot sauce on like you said, like a newbie. Mm-hmm. And you, I could barely eat it because it was so hot. Like, you know, when the outside of your mouth starts burning, <laughs> you feel like you're actually breathing fire. You lose all the taste in your mouth. It actually just destroys every taste bud. You start feeling like one of those. You ever see like one of those bulldogs or pit bulls and their mouth is open. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how you feel. No matter what you do, it doesn't go away. No, hell no. I yeah. tried on, um, you know, that show. On complex hot ones, yes, yes where they yes. do the. Have you seen that? No. They interview people and they give them a hotter hot sauce on each wing, oh. each question. Oh god! And my friend bought one of the hot sauces, and I don't do well with spicy food. And for twenty five minutes, my mouth was on fire. But he plays those kind of games. I don't know if it's like mm. a, it's like a, it's like a, uh, a, a millennial way to pass time or something, where it's like, yo, let's see who could like hurt themselves the most. No, they in, wanted in to, they like it. And I was just being stupid. And I was like, I'll try it. I but know, but I've seen this guy on multiple occasions. <laughs> like, He's adventurous. But he'll be like at a restaurant and someone will be like, yo, he'll yeah. be the guy that'll pick the hottest hot sauce and like, and, l- and, and drink it. And then people, and then he'll be like, huh! and then everybody else is amused except for his butthole okay. at the end. What did, what did you do to get it out? Because a lot of people drink water, and that only makes it, it makes worse. It makes it worse. I tried drinking beer. It didn't help. Ooh, oh, no. what are these choices? Milk. I think milk is the best milk. option. It's I didn't dairy. Have milk. I didn't have milk. Who has milk nowadays milk. in their fridge anymore? I hate milk. I don't, like, I don't know, whatever. Like, I drink my shit black. This is, like, I don't know what the fuck. This is, like, some espresso. Can I taste that, or would you yeah, feel weird? No yeah? It's, it's like an espresso with a little mm-hmm. bit of... Do you want one? Oh, my God, you are so hardcore. Yeah, that's just straight coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh but it's like, I don't know. It's I'd like rather a, drink a cup of hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I love this stuff, man. This shit is like... I wish I did, because mm. then they wouldn't get me on the fancy coffees. Because straight Mm-mm. coffee is like a dollar somewhere. Depends where you get it from. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay. First QZ. Yeah. So you're, you're like, you've been podcasting for a minute. Yes. Since like the beginning of time. 2005. 2005. It's going to be 13 years. People used to say podcast in 2005. We're like, what? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? I didn't even bother telling people what I did. I'm just like, I don't know. It's out. And you know what was weird? Not only was podcasting non-existent, like literally iTunes didn't have it. You didn't have any platforms. You just had to find it. So like people who are technology driven, like we might call them nerds nowadays. They were the only ones listening to us because they were just following these weird trends that were just ahead. And so ah, if I try to explain what it, oh, and and at the time, people didn't work on the internet, if you could believe it. So when I said I have a job on the internet, they were like, whoa, it is crazy. Yeah, it took like three or four years before like working on the internet was not a thing. 
Right. It's so crazy. Yeah, I have a friend. I feel friend. so old saying that. I have a friend, one of my good friends, his cousin. And this is like around the same, maybe like a little 05, like 06, 07. About 07. And he had a podcast. But this mm-hmm. was like a video game, like a gamer's thing. Yeah, that makes sense. And like even to now, na- fast forward to now, he's like, he's like out of here when it comes to like who he works with mm-hmm. and just like being ahead of the curve and getting in like that. I mean, as far as like as early as he did, like he's working with MSNBC and all kind of shit, like on their like podcast. Like or whatever his they brain have. just works that yeah. way where he picks up on technology. Oh, I love that. Which is like. Like, cause he was always like doing like uh, the little gamer conferences, not like the big ones, but he would mm-hmm. do his own little independent ones. That's and a then giant he just, industry. But like he would do it in Miami, and then he started doing podcasts, and it just took off. And like you said, this was before anybody. Like you really had to be into the same yeah. circle and into the same thing to even know what the hell. Like he would tell me, and I'm like, whatever. I don't yeah. know what the hell you're talking about. That's but okay. the thing. Before you can say, hey, I have this favorite show, you go, hey, there's this medium and it's podcasting <laughs> right. and you subscribe and it's really good and people just start zoning out. Like I remember, you know, when you get a haircut, mm-hmm. they try to talk to you or whatever and so they're like, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, oh my God, this question. I just go, ah, I work on the internet. Oh, that's great. What do you do? It's kind of like radio and they just picture me in my mom's basement going, shut the door. I told you I'm recording. Right. And it would just be this <laughs> stupid thing that where they just go, oh, yeah, why did I ask? You know when people stop asking you a series right, of questions? Right, right. They're, they're like, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> yeah, all right. Exactly. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. I'm that's not cool. listening. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> How did you start? Like, what got you into podcasting? Uh, my family and Keith's family is full of nerds, and they told okay. us about it. So they, they were technologically advanced, and Keith was pursuing comedy and I was pursuing singing and so he was blogging and we were doing this thing it was actually meant just for Keith Mm -hmm. that's part of why it's called Keith and the girl which I get a lot of shit for sometimes because I just want I didn't want to do that I I was pursuing singing I didn't want to he was so open about like who he messed around with Mm -hmm. and what he did and like he was a waiter. He messed with people's food. He was just all about it. Oh, <laughs> just first and last names on his blog. And Hilarious. I'm just like, I'm just going to be the girl, you know? And yeah. even when you write about me, leave my name out. So he would be like, me and the girl would be blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So when the show started, I just called it Keith and the girl. Nice. And he, he felt weird about it because it's like, look, my name is in this. Like, you just You just do your thing. But a couple months later... I was like, I love saying all my shit. Oh, no. My parents are like this. I had sex like this. Right. I did this like this. And, and and people just write in like, yes, we love it because we're also shitheads. We're all shitheads. Right. Everyone's a fuck. And I'm just right. like, that's right. That's what I'm learning. And I just started spilling everything. And I'm so much more comfortable than I used to be. Because who gives a shit? Right. How did you meet Keith? At an open mic, at a really weird open mic on the Lower East Side mm-hmm. that um, when the Lower East Side was not what it is now it was completely there was like one bodega there and uh the open mic was above a brothel um a crack den uh when they first moved in it was a converted apartment and and it just kept growing the guy was an anarchist and uh he would like his wife would do these um dominatrix thing and their seven-year-old would be like roaming around and stuff we would be able to pass weed i wasn't smoking at the time but only weed was able to smoke and it was just this very avant-garde a lot of comics um like mark Marin was there uh, christian finnegan i don't know if you know him but like mm-hmm. named jim gaffigan would go oh. there but they were they were like nobodies it right. was just a place to go but on top of what that what year is this oh man it was i met him 
15 years ago about, but I started going there like 20 or 22 oh, wow. years ago. Wow. Yeah. And so it was like. Is it still around? No, no, it, it, it got killed like 15 years ago. So good because it wasn't just comedy. I was singing there. There was poetry by this guy named Frankie, giant guy. He was a bouncer at every club, would come in and just read his poetry. And people would be like, yes, you're blowing my mind. And and then some people, like I've seen someone drink their urine because they ran out of oh material. God. I saw someone what? draw with their own period blood. I saw someone lay you know a, an egg out of her vagina because yeah. i don't know she was turning into a chicken but fun fact <laughs> when you do that you gotta hard boil your egg first because oh, she made the mistake of not doing that the first time and it cracked inside and it started coming out oh that's pretty hot oh though. my god oh yeah and then she had to go to the hospital the next week she came back you gotta go to the hospital for and that did it right. well there's egg cracking in you oh, the shell sharp yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that egg, man. That That's was, insane. Shout out yeah. to the egg that had to be sacrificed in that experiment. You know? Well, shout out to the comic who had to go out and after her. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> you know Tino, right? Tino uh, Ramirez? I mean, not Tino. Is it? Tino Romero, my bad. From He used to do Barty, too. Oh, I don't know. But, but it was a mic. And like the, that was the, the closest thing I've seen to that was like a lady get on stage and just start strip, stripping. Mm-hmm, there's a lot of that. this open mic. Like, dude, we're comics. Like, what the fuck? We're all yeah. degenerates. And then you come here like stripping. And we were like, whoa. And then Yohei Kawamata went on stage after her. And he pulled his pants down. And it was like, we were all like, why is his dick purple? Like, first of all, this is weird. Wait, what? Yeah, like a little purple mushroom dick. Interesting. Yeah. It is funny because people will pull down their pants and they're nowhere near attention. So that's <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on in <laughs> your funny. pants? Like you got a little fucking <laughs> molded uh, piece of bread it was between a, your legs. Yeah, it was a f- it was a fun time. I so that's where you met you met mm-hmm. Keith there, mm-hmm. and then how did you go on to being like? Well, we used to date. Okay. Yes, but when I first when I first saw him on stage, I didn't know what to think because he's offensive. Mm-hmm. He says like really fucked up shit, and I was like, I'm attracted to to the idea of this, mm-hmm. you know. So he would, you know, say I was on a date, right? Um, and I pretended to get a phone call at the table because I was bored so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I think this guy really did that and just walked away, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so. I spoke to him afterwards, and I was like, that was really, I don't know, he, he broke the rule of the space one time, and I was like, did you plan that? And what he was goes, breaking the rule? Of, what was the rule? You couldn't heckle. Okay, and so okay. some guy heckled, but it turned out to be his friend. I was like, did you plan that? And he goes, between you and me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I knew that because people would plan that kind of stuff. And you, was, you, like, really and you was like, man, he's autistic. <laughs> he's conceptual. This yeah. is sexy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Shorties <laughs> love, con- they love when you conceptual, bro. Well, also, I'm, an, I'm addicted to addict, so okay. he was right in line with my crazy shit, and I, I did like it. I like that he was rebellious about the stuff. People, you know, even now, the show, like, people are highly offended by him. I think, you know, some people don't come back because he asks, like, really... Keith and a girl? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there have been people who are like, I don't need Keith asking me about my abortion, you right. know? It's so funny. The first time I met him, I didn't know, because, like, the first time I met him, you weren't there. Oh wow! It was um, I last forget. year then. Yeah, you were you were still out, yeah. and I met and I like I I, I was going there for you because you're like uh, I know you you're my friend like I know you so it's like oh him the Keith and a the girl. There's a familiarity. And then when I know. went there, it was like just him and some other person, and at first, on our first interaction, at f- when I left, I was like I don't know if I like this guy. 
because I felt like he was very contradicting. No, not condescending. Mm. That's the word. Why? What part of it? Because he would like ask me a question and then go back and ask me the same question after we had already spoke about the ah. almost to like pry as in like maybe if I ask him again. But like jokingly, mm. not like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but I didn't realize it until I, the second time when you were there. Oh, that it's funny. That I'm like, oh, he was just fucking having fun. Like, mm. I didn't get it at first. I was like, why is he being? But then yeah. it was like, uh, what was it? Yeah, he was just being, he, was, he wasn't being like the, the first uh, thought I had of him wasn't like the, it wasn't. That's funny. I think a lot of people feel that way. And what I found is because people, I could see people, he'll ask the first couple of questions and they, they're taken aback and they literally <laughs> move back. They're just like, wait, can you ask me that? And right. then they either get into it or they don't. And we like can get deep and fucked up and all that shit. But I can, what, what I think, and I don't want to speak for Keith, but what I think is if you're sitting in that chair, mm-hmm. you have to assume that we're friends now right. and that everything that I ask you is going to be intimate if i want it to be intimate and you could you know navigate as an adult and he he's just like whatever you want to answer you answer if you don't you don't and if i ask you a question and you're evasive i'm gonna call you out on it because that's what it was like he would be like asking me about like my criminal past Mm -hmm. and i'd be like you know it's kind of like i can't really talk about everything excuse me and he would just be like so we would go on and keep talking and then he would ask me about that thing again and i'd be like in my mind i'm like why is he talking to me like this I think it's just I he might be thinking that he's asking you a different question right. that okay if you can't talk about this on the subject can you talk about this because his curiosity runs right. high you right, know right, and right. and you know when you meet someone you're like oh that's a thing I shouldn't ask them but that's the thing I want to know about do we have to talk about right. the weather right, especially right, right. on a podcast but you know you make you make people uncomfortable and you make enemies that way and you make you know No but you know what it's, I think it's like the first time meeting someone and there wasn't like like you're like when you were there, it was almost like I really got to meet him, mm-hmm. like for real. Interesting. As opposed to when you weren't there, not to say like we didn't have a good rapport and that we I didn't have a good time, but it wasn't the same as if you're there and he's there. Well, that's good to hear. Because it's like a back and forth almost. Like you guys aren't the same people. We're you so I mean? different, and that's what I recently did because I get mad at him sometimes. I'm just like, well, you can't even talk to me like that because mm-hmm. I know better than this or whatever, and then. When I was out for two months for a tumor, when I came back, I was like, I need to stop taking that seriously from Keith. If he's joking at me and I get offended, I need to recognize if I'm getting offended because I think of myself that way and I'm thinking he's not being friendly with me and things have been so much more fun. And how I think did you get, go through waves uh, like that. How did it go from you guys dating? <laughs> did you start the podcast while you were dating? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then how did it go? Did, did you, uh, were you verbal? Uh, were you hourly verbal about the breakup yeah. on the podcast? We were verbal about everything. Okay. We were verbal about our sex life, about our history of our sex life, about how we felt about maybe possibly opening up the relationship, about flirting with other people. And when we broke up, an hour later we were live, but we didn't tell people. Wow. because. We didn't tell people for a while because we had this contract that we will never, ever sign again. We had a book coming out, and, mm. and part of it, they added that it was based on that we were together. That was right. their selling point, even though these fucking publishing That's companies ridiculous. don't sell anything. It's absolutely ridiculous, but when you're in love, you're just like, yeah, who's going to break up? Sign. Yeah. You know? Hilarious. <laughs> and then, and the thing is, is it was like just a year after, and we, we were like halfway written with the book. It was fine. We were like, for a year, we'll be together with it for a year. And... Our agent was like on crack or something. I had to like call, no joke. 
let me tell you something. Uh, not our agent. Sorry, our agent was fine. He was like a very straight. Like, Shout normal. out to the agent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, bird. That's a real name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey bird? Is it bird or hey bird? Bird. Oh, bird. Was, bird. Yes. Like yes, bird. Yes. Word. One of the whitest guys I've ever met in my life. Like just like. I come from everything. All right, did whatever. He, did, he, did he whistle a lot? You know, I think all of his words were whistling. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a <laughs> so a super nice guy, but um, not as aggressive as I am, maybe because yeah. the editor of our book started delaying on responding and like you know when you could tell you're like you're not doing your job, right? right and right. it's affecting me now. Mm-hmm. So I sent him the the book. And he said, oh, yeah, I sent you back the edits after I pried a little bit. Where are the edits? Where are the edits? You're delaying my book, and I broke up with this guy, and I can't break up with him until, okay, so whatever. So he said, I sent it. I go, give me a tracking number, because fuck you, you're lying. And so, but I didn't say, I was like, oh, yeah, send me the tracking number so I could track it. He sends just a tracking number, not if it's FedEx, not if it's UPS, not if it's anything. trickery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm so stupid. I can't figure this out. I put it into everything. I put it into UPS, right. FedEx, like DHL, all DHL, yes, all of it, all of it, USPS. And I was like, dude, this doesn't go into this, 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 or this. I'm gonna meet you at your office and just oh, pick it shit. up. I'm gonna meet you. you yeah, Hamza, she from New York. She coming to meet you. She might got a bat on her side. So and I went to meet him, and then he's. Yeah, I see him like scratching his neck. Oh, I young s- Tyrone Biggums. Oh shit. So bad. I see him like nervous i see him now he goes oh i didn't finish the edits but here's as far as i got and i'm like wow do you think i'm your mom and you're not turning in your home like get the fuck out of here and so i i call a meeting i'm just like bird i know that you think everything is good but we're going in and he's like oh don't be mean and i go i don't give a shit this is delaying my life we go into that meeting unfortunately shortly after this guy was fired but everyone in the room was like whoa, we haven't seen this dude. Because now I put everybody in a room, mm-hmm. and this guy's scratching his neck and scratching oh, his face. That's crazy. And all of a sudden, everything's coming to light. And then like, things Yo, he was smoking crack this whole time. Yo, that's crazy. It was, yeah, it was. And and that's how much like people don't notice in the office how much one person is doing. And you can really just not do your homework for a long time. You could be a fly on the wall. Yeah, funny, Do you wish right? you had a camera in that meeting? For like oh. now, so you could like yeah. see it again. Yeah, and I think at the time, because this was years ago, at the time you didn't really have a, a camera so easily ready on your on your phone. Like if you still had like flip yeah, phones. You would have been on Instagram Live. Right, yeah. right, right. You'd have been all embarrassed. Oof, I felt got bad. Sued for slander. I felt bad because I think that's like a really that's a really tough thing. Addiction, like everyone has addiction, mm-hmm. but that falls into. And who knows if you just... But my you know. thing is, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, everybody has an addiction, but don't let your addiction be the reason my shit's fucked up. You have to deal with it at some point. <laughs> like, yeah. If your addiction is infringing on my uh, destination, then, hey, mm-hmm. you're thrown under the bus immediately without any fucking yeah. rehabilitation talk. So, like... Yeah, otherwise, I'm I'm absorbing your addiction. Yeah, why should you have to fucking... Yeah. Why should you have to deal with the... Uh, the consequence of his the, crazy actions. The consequences yeah. of crack smoke. <laughs> if you didn't actually smoke the crack. Now, you know, granted, I was, I'm making up that he smoked crack crack, but there was something Like, he didn't up. smoke crack crack crack, <laughs> but he smoked crack crack. You know what I'm saying? It's the difference in crack 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 and crack crack. <laughs> right. So, all right, so you met Keith. Mm-hmm. You guys, uh, you're doing this book. You broke up. Everything was aired out on the radio, yeah. on your show. Yeah. Um, That shit must have had the listeners in a frenzy. <sighs> I got to go back in the archives now Ooh. and just to listen to that because that Ooh. shit was probably 
And you know what? How, we, how long did how long did this go? Like, what was the time span of like? Because this had to go on for a while. I'm guessing as far as like uh, months and months of because you guys are broadcasting what every week, every every few days, five days a week, five days a week. So <laughs> even more, it's like every day. It was like, what happened today? What? Uh-huh. Yeah. Fucking and to yeah. still be around each other and working and being productive that's fucking a feat right there we had to ask each other are you sure you want it and separately at separate times we go are you sure you want me to be the co-host and you see another person's face we both separately asked each other very serious do you still it's cool if this is not cool anymore mm-hmm. and we both were like no there's something you know when you walk in and you said like there's something between us that made you feel better there's something right. i don't it's know it's like the yin and the yang you know it's, what i'm saying it's, it's like a crazy. team yeah, and part of me is like, well, am I responsible for some of the shit that comes out of his face that I highly, no. strongly disagree with? And then I'm like, I don't think I want that show. I, right. There are shows where most shows, everyone dis- everyone agrees. You're either right. on the left or the right, right or whatever, you know. I like that we disagree. But that's the cool part because it's like he could say whatever. You can't control what comes out of his mouth, but you can control what comes out of your mouth. So that's the whole thing of like that's yeah. what makes it interesting. Yeah. It's like, all right. Here's his perspective. Let's hear what Hamda has to say about it. And it's like you're going to hear that on the same show as but I opposed used to, to. I used to try to fix it, though. I used to be like, no, 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 that's not what he means. Like, he doesn't, okay, you know, right, like, right, let right. me just explain this and whatever. And I'm just like, I guess you said that. But even, okay, here's the other thing that I didn't realize when I first went in to do the podcast for the first time. And, and you weren't there and he was there. I didn't know he was a comedian. Oh. I thought he was just a podcaster. So I was just like looking at it like. But then after I found out he was a comedian, I was like, oh, okay. Why? How does that change? Because it's like a bond, I guess, you have mm-hmm. after that. It's like, oh, I get what you, where you're coming from. You know what I mean? But where why, it's like, why didn't you assume that? And I'm asking. That totally he was a comedian? Funny. Yeah. Because I didn't do my homework. <laughs> I just went in like, oh, okay. Keith and the Girl podcast. Like, I don't. <laughs> it wasn't like Keith the Comedian and, and right. Amanda the Comedian's podcast. It was just Keith and the Girl. So I like, and I already knew. I'm like, oh, they're popping. Because, like, I just looked up Keith and the Girl. I didn't look up Keith. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I looked up Keith and the Girl podcast. So that's I, I just drew all of my knowledge from that. And so now, like, knowing that he's a comic, you know that he's coming from a joke. Yeah, and, I'm jo- and I'll joke back with him as opposed to, like, n- not knowing if he's just some straight-up dude. Yeah. And I don't know if he's joking, and I don't know how to joke back with him as opposed to knowing he's a, a comic. And then we're both just joking and talking shit, shooting the breeze. He's going to say some shit. Like, I'll, you know how I many times I'll have conversations with comics, and I'm like, wow, this is how this guy thinks. But we're mm-hmm. just jo- And it doesn't really matter because I know the thing, the common uh, thread is that we're here to make people laugh or try to entertain people, so it's not. It's never gonna go too deep. Hmm. Like I have never, to remember that because I'm just like, no, everything is. Nah, we're just gonna joke around a little bit, dude, and then we still have to live our lives. I can't, like, I can't feel like. I was hanging out with a friend earlier today, and we were talking about certain issues, and I go, you know how I treat, I treat life now, especially in the climate that we're in now. It's so hectic. It's almost too much. So I treat life now like um, an old car that makes a lot of noises. I just turn the volume up real loud to drown out the rest of the mm. noises so I can be focused on what the driving to where I'm going in my car. Yeah. Because yeah. you get the street. You're like, what's that knocking sound? Oh, man, my door got accused for sexual misconduct. <sighs> my passenger door. What am I going to do? <laughs> I'm going to keep driving. Turn the headphones, yo! I don't even know. I don't even know. I had a passenger door. This is the most unique analogy I've heard (laughs) for sexual harassment and misconduct. (laughs) I'm just saying, uh, as far as being informed, like it's too much. Like no, that's I'm like too informed. I can't. That's what hope of the hood is, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just okay. 
shit is just always going to be fucked up in one way or another. How how do we wake up the next morning and go, okay, I'm going to put out good vibes today. Dude, the best thing, like I was watching this thing today on Netflix, uh, Cuba and the Cameraman. It was about this dude that was like basically documenting <coughs> Cuba for about, I don't know, five decades or Whoa. four decades. And I don't know how he got the, I got to look at it again to figure out how he had the access to keep going back to Cuba. And he was in like some really tight circles where he was like getting uh, video footage of Fidel from like years and years and years ago, which was like, what? But then you see the, like, you see the quality of life that people live. And even Fidel, he said something in a speech. He goes, I represent the children that are hungry that just want a piece of bread. Wow. Like that one line. Outside, you know, you take what you can get from some. So that one line, I was like, wow. That's like, you don't think about the kid that's hungry that just wants a piece of bread. That he's not even out there asking anybody for a dollar or a penny. He's just somewhere starving. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you think of that, and then you kind of like, it's going to sound shitty, but you go outside and you go, well, at least I got a fucking piece of bread. Totally. It's a weird dichotomy to think like that, right? Because you always have to think there's people worse off than you, but you have to aim for a very hard and tough goal, and you have to keep that focus on, but also be humble and and um, not rush it and sure. be, like, so patient because there's rejection after rejection, and then you, you start thinking you are a snowflake, like, I'm getting rejected, and I, things mm. are happening to me. It's like nothing's happening to you. Right. When you think about it, nothing's happening to you. We're fine. If you can hear our voice, then you have enough privilege to do something right and i i don't know i just like uh i just feel uh i just i I think i just feel fortunate and like when those when you know it's life so we're gonna have ups and downs we're gonna have things that happen um but i i like it's gonna sound weird i almost like to feel um i like to feel like i'm fighting for something and I, 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 I want to say I like to feel the pain, mm. and I like to feel rejection, and I like to feel uh, doubted. I like to feel that way sometimes because I know that makes me feel like not makes me feel better, but it pushes me further, as opposed to like I'll have a friend and I'll be like, oh, I didn't get this, or this person did this to me, and like I look, at, I can't really relate because for me, when things like that happen, yeah. I kind of brush it off. I remember it, but it also pushes me forward. Like, oh, I remember that, but. Did you used to work harder. do something different? Because I think on any given day, I have to decide. I used to complain. Yeah. All the time. I was a complainer. I have to like, I have to decide to feel good about whatever it is that's happening. And mm-hmm. I feel myself when things get hard, I get pulled into the dark side. Mm-hmm. Like, just, uh, and you know what? I'll just, I'll just be depressed then. But you know what I started doing? Like, I'll be, uh, it'll be like, I'll, you know, we all have hard times or dark times or whatever it is. But in those times, I don't pray for like, uh. I don't pray for help. I just I just start going over the things that I'm thankful for. Like, yo, at least I got this, and at least I got this, and I'm thankful for this. thankful for the people in my life. I'm thankful for the things that I have. I th- I'm thankful for yeah. having a little ounce of talent or something, some type of chutzpah that, you know. Just waking up. I know it sounds yeah. really corny. You chutzpah? You heard that? Ah. Chutzpah. Young chutzpah. <laughs> chutzpah. Chutzpah. I feel like. I feel like once you deal with like the worst things that you could possibly deal with, it makes you feel so much better about what you, your life. The gift of desperation. My first two jobs were my first job in the entertainment industry was the British Jerry Springer. And once I dealt with all those people every day, I would go home every night and I'd be like, my life isn't that bad anymore. Whoa. Uh, what's it makes like you really like feel 
it makes you feel really good about like you feel bad when you leave work but at the same time you're like have to be very fortunate about yeah that's like today i there was this dude on the train he smelled so bad hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And I was with uh, my boy Will, Will Winter. <laughs> we were on the train. And this dude walks by. And I thought, I, it's so foul because it was a crowded train. And I just looked down. I heard a voice. And I was like, oh, somebody's coming through asking for shit. And I looked down, like, through the gaps of the people standing there. Yeah. And I saw, like, an elephant foot. And it was kind of dirty. And I automatically was like, oh, I know this guy. I can't stand him. Mm. But then when he got closer, it was a different dude. <laughs> and the smell was so oh, flagrant, dog. The, it's yo, the worst. You know when somebody leaves that, like, they go to the next car, but they're, still like, smell it? but they're like, yo, I left you something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just like, yo, this was crazy foul, bro. I but used to deal with that every single day. We would tell these people to bring their best clothing. These people would come from, like, Oklahoma mm-hmm, and Alabama. Mm-hmm. They'd show up in cargo shorts and a cutoff shirt. They didn't. They they were. They didn't have deodorant. We would have to buy like hundreds of things of tooth toothpaste and toothbrushes and razors because these people were like, they would walk in with like the smelliest clothes and the it was uh, vile. That's how you get people on a show like that because you're flying them out and you're putting them up and you're like, treating. You want to talk about the time you slept with your cousin? Yeah. They're like, nah, I don't know. They're like, yo, we're going to pay for the airfare and get you a hotel. They're like, oh, hotel. Right, because you they, already slept with your cousin, yeah. so now you could do it in a hotel. Like, yeah. yeah, you're right. And th- they do it so that, like, they're literally there for the shortest amount, amount of time possible. Like, the minute that they're done recording, you send them straight back. They don't even get to, like, enjoy, enjoy New York. The city? So they get a free oh, wow. trip to New York, but they don't actually get to enjoy New York. What? Well, well. At least they got to fly, man. They can't say they never flew. Hamda. Yes. How do you, because like, honestly, when I did your podcast, I felt, and every time I do your podcast, I feel like, wow, this is a big deal for your boy. Oh. You know what I'm saying? To be, to be, and then you have great guests. I mean, you have great fans. Your audience members are amazing. People reach out. You know, it feels fucking crazy to me. Like, wow. I'm always astonished that people even listen to these things. (laughs) So I'm serious. Like, I remember one time I did this guy's podcast and he sent me a screenshot of like the downloads and it was like 29,000. I'm like, what the fuck? People actually (laughs) not only listen, but download these things. (laughs) So I felt good. But like, how do you pick the guest that you have? Like what? And then how do you also pick your topics that you're going to talk about? So starting, I think, early last year, Mm -hmm. Libby started booking for us. And but when we first started, it was like, if I had a good conversation with you, I'm like, this might be weird, but will you come to my house and record a show with me? Mm-hmm. So we were already surrounded by really interesting people, and that's just how we would do it. If we saw you on stage, I, I go out to comedy all the time. Mm-hmm. That's where I spent 
a lot of my teenage life, you know, before I was even in comedy, before I was interested in being in comedy, I was at the cellar, I was at Boston Comedy Club, I was like, I was all the time there. So going to see a show is a thrill to me. So when the comics step off stage, I have a conversation with them. If it flows, come and join my right. show. But now it's it's a little more, <laughs> there's a little more behind the scene work and you know, I'm right. trying to give away. I want to be on mic more than the production. So right. Libby's been great. Because now it's a conglomerate. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 beyond like uh, us in our you know second bedroom. Very conglomerative. Right <laughs> yeah, but uh. And then like, how do you pick the topics? Because I always feel like you guys have some really good topics that we talk about. I think I feel like you always dig up some shit, and I'm like, <laughs> how the fuck? Do I, like, I don't know what I'm going into. <laughs> I know we're gonna have fun and we're gonna talk, but like sometimes it'll be like he'll be like. So I read. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, "So I saw that you said that you don't teach poor people. You don't give poor people money. You teach them how to swim or how to fish." Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, "Damn, I didn't even know that I was still, I was coming in for this one." <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's so funny because we think we're just kind of picking up information that you put out, and then you're like, "I said that." Yeah. <laughs> it just it just seems like. You know, comedians talk so much that they right. forget the things that they say and they think we're trapping them with this, but it's on your Twitter right, or your right, Facebook right, right. or whatever. The topics are really just genuinely, I'm curious. Like, if I met you, I would want to know this stuff about mm-hmm. you. Like, I get too intimate with people that I meet. Like, I'm. Or you you know what else? You'll remember things. Like, I'm like you go, so you still with that girl? I'm like, what? What the <laughs> fuck? What did we talk about last? And then you're like, yeah, the girl that you were telling us about. Like, how's that working out? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I love so, <laughs> how you you think like, like people talk to you and they just don't give a fuck as soon as yeah. they, you leave. It's like so. So when did you uh, what, so you living together? I'm like, what? <laughs> how long did it take before you moved in? Like, what? <laughs> well, it's like those are questions that are like. I remember, but those are like pers- those are like real questions that like if you're talking to your friend, you'd be like, yo, so. Yeah, because the last time I ran into you, you were on the train going to see that girl. Oh, yeah. And she happened to live in my neighborhood, right. and so we were talking about it, so I'm going to remember that. Um, and I don't know. It's just normal, I think. True, but I don't know true. what normal is anymore, because now when I meet people, I'm just like, don't ask them, don't ask them. Right. <laughs> you know, I try to I try to make casual conversation, but it doesn't always work out. But I guess it depends on the person also. What's the craziest guest you've ever had on your show, or you think? Not, I don't, by crazy, I don't mean like... I just mean like extreme. Extreme. Um, okay, so sometimes, uh, here's, here's one of them. So we used to have it like way out in Queens in Briarwood. Like, I just, know, that's just not like some Game of Thrones Yeah, town. Kew Gardens-ish, like just okay. Nowheresville. And um, one time this, this guy knocked on our door, and we lived there at the time. Now we don't live in the studio anymore. Knocked on our door, we open it up, and he's like, I just got kicked out of my house for listening to your show when I drove from North Carolina up here. Why did he get kicked out of his house? To- uh, a lot of people got in trouble for as teenagers listening to our oh, show. Okay. It's know? like y'all was so. In, so y'all like the gangster rap right. of podcasting. <laughs> y'all like the OG NWA of podcasting. Yeah, we yeah, we had someone, uh Danny working for us. His his mom just saw the content and like had him delete it. But people would listen in secret. You can't stop your oh, kids from man, listening yo. to shit. It's ridiculous. I gotta step my shit up, man. I need kids listening to my <laughs> shit. They under do. They, I need them listening to my shit under their bed, man. They do. Uh, <laughs> hey, who listens to PD under the bed? You're under the hear. bed, man. Under the bed, under the sheets. Under they the bed. do for sure, for sure. So, so yeah. Danny was listening. Oh no! So this, so it wasn't, it wasn't Danny. It was okay. this guy that that showed up and he got kicked out and he's like, "Here I am," and I don't know what to do, and, mm-hmm. and we're just like, 
well, we can't take you in, you know? And he, I think he just turned 18 or something. And it just felt weird. So we go, come, come back later. And later we were recording. Right. <laughs> we're like, we don't want to encourage this, but give me your ID and let's go record this crazy shit that you just decided to drive. I think he took his mom's car. It was oh, just. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it was, I, he didn't tell his mom that he was out there. I think his phone is, was dead. It was, it was just that's chaotic. Crazy. Yeah, so we decided to interview him. Yo, shout out to him. What was his name? Do you remember? Ooh. Yo, shout out to Ooh. <laughs> and also, hey, if any of you guys want to steal your mother's car, drive over here. We at 95 Grand Street. You can come through, record <gasps> oh every Wednesday. Uh, come through, man. I would love to meet. I would love to have you on the Hope of the Hood because that let me know I'm doing something right. You uh, are asking for something. <laughs> I'm just saying, yo, that means I got people that listen to this shit. You already do have people that listen. I know, but I'm saying to that effect to drive a million miles. That's um, true. Have you ever interviewed someone that you didn't like, like b- prior to interviewing them? And then like, how did that, <laughs> how did that go? Oh, I, if that happened, if, if that happened, if that happened, it was rare. And it was that Keith liked them so much, I guess, you know, that doesn't happen. Usually we, we think we're going to like them. And then halfway through, we're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And so you'll hear like me and Keith start talking to each other. Like and it's not even that we hate, we, there's no reason to hate anybody that's in our studio. It's people who treat us like, why are you asking me like constantly why are you asking me we had this one oh god this woman who we got who was like i guess famous or something i don't know for for her genre of shit she was famous and as soon as she walked in she acted like she was better than us and she and she she didn't wear makeup or anything she's like oh we have to take pictures it was like a big deal for her to sift through the pictures and pick one and Every time we asked her a question, she thought we were talking to her like she was dumb. Right. For example, she said, um, she went to, she goes, stop talking to me like that. I have an Ivy League education. She said that to you? Yeah. And I go, oh, where'd you go to school? Because I don't, okay, let's she talk like about that. Bronx community. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, well, actually, it was Ivy League adjacent. And she said, <laughs> wait, <laughs> it was across the street from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we said, okay. Wait, what school? That one she, went, she went to Barnard. Which oh, is okay. amazing. It's fully respectable. I would count it as an Ivy League. But she felt home because she thought she was going to say, yeah. she was going to say Harvard. You were expecting her to yeah, say Harvard. Yeah, but I, I didn't give it. I don't expect you to say, I don't care. Right. And so Keith goes, wait, Barnyard? And she's like, oh, very funny. I'm fat and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, I'm like, you're not paying attention. Keith doesn't know that Barnard exists. So he's actually calling himself stupid. Right, right, And right, you're right, just right. taking it seriously. See, but that's like what happened with me and Keith, where it was you like, know? it's not even that, I didn't, like, I didn't really know who he was as that's a person. And I don't mean, like, who he was, you know, whatever. I just mean as a person. So, like, even now, like, I might have heard that and been like, yo, why is he making fun of me? But I didn't know yeah. he's just making fun, period. But what's you funny know? is, you know, she thinks of herself as overweight. She has those issues. Right, so right, as right. soon as he said barnyard, she's like, oh, funny. Like, I never heard that before. It's like, no, 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 right. no. Stop being so insecure. Don't have an insecure break meltdown. Yeah. If you look in my eyes, I'm on your side. I'm really, if you want to talk about anything, we'll go to that place and, See, and I'll you help you. See, but you know what happened? That's what a lot of people don't have, Hamdas. People don't have I was talking to my boy today It's like that thing of like To me a real person I could shake your hand I could look you in the eye I could talk to you And I'm It's not about what you have It's about who you are And a lot of people I think lose that Or they never had that Where it's like They're so focused on getting something As opposed to focus on being something Or being who they ultimately gonna be Or the 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 shell of the person and the spirit of the person that you give to the rest of the world. It's like who, you know, you see people all the time. They get 
they get certain opportunities, they get these things, oh, yeah. and then they're all, who they really were or who they are really comes out. Like when they really become a dickhead or they really become just like not a pleasant person anymore. Where when they didn't have something, they were super pleasant. Yeah, they were super embracing. They were super like mm-hmm. super love, and then they get a little something, and then it's just like, and then th- but could. that goes to the point of like, dude, a real person, dude, it's like, and you know, I'm pretty sure you know, you know a bunch of people that are like to some extent like f- famous to some extent where it's like people yeah look famous at these in our people, community yeah. famous to and they're yeah. the nicest people you'd ever if anybody's ever met like you, you shake their hands and it's just a re- regular yeah because why do you want to live in not regular you know like you won't get a human touch anymore you're gonna you're gonna live your life like a robot where everyone's just trying to like yes you and you're gonna lose yourself and you're gonna lose that and as soon as you lose some kind of fame you're gonna lose all your friends which is just and what's interesting now is now i'm starting to see the difference because i'm pretty gullible and if you smile at me i'll like i'll i'll be like you're a nice person Mm -hmm. you know and i'm starting to see and it's and you're right it's exactly that the people who come into our studio and like i'm not getting this and i'm not getting that my friends are getting stuff i'm like yo 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 and then you'd be like, yo, what are you doing, though? What are you doing? But it what doesn't even you matter. You could be hustling your face off. Right. You, you are getting But things. how are you? I mean, not what I don't mean, like, what are you doing? Like, what do you physically have? It's just like, what are you doing right now? You're complaining to me about something like that's what the whole focus on the sauce thing came from. It was like. Your sauce, like someone else's sauce has nothing to do with your sauce. Yes. Like your ingredients. Oh my God, yes. Like like Mamoons wasn't worrying about Just assume Mamoons yeah. wasn't worried about Turkish down the block sauce. They was like, Hold on, we gotta give them the Mamoon right. sauce. Right. So it's like you worrying about someone's sauce that's not gonna benefit you. You don't worry you're not distributing their sauce. Yeah, because that's I hate to say it, that's the lazy version of trying to catch your goal, going, How come they got it? But you know what sucks is you know, that's like me coming in here and going, Nobody books me, nobody th- you booked me. I'm on your show. Right. This is a big deal. Otherwise, Aww. don't show up. You know what I right. mean? Like, don't come to somebody's thing and go, I'm not getting anything. Right. You it's, are. Yeah, because it's almost like a... a but it's, it's just... I never, I never take it personally right. because... You know, Because you know they're projecting pretty much. Yeah, but what's happening is I, I take it where I'm like, oh, you don't see right in front of you. Right. You don't see that yesterday you were at um, a bar show that, yeah, it sucked because, you know... The people in the bar didn't know that you were going to tell jokes and they they don't really want to listen. But there's a person waiting for that bar show. Right, there's I a person who's like, oh, I wish they would book me on that bar show. And before you got that bar show, you're like, why don't they book me on right, that bar right, show? Right, right. So when you get anything, and this is across the board, if you're working in an office, if you're working anywhere, if you have the good attitude and you give your boss and, and here the boss is the audience, if you give the boss more than they expect and like have a thing, if you're respected in that space, go back to that. If you're not, you got to start asking yourself some questions because mm. nobody can change it. Self-assessment. It's you heard hard, it, You right? heard it here, maybe not first, but first <laughs> today. You heard it here first this week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Self. It's hard. To, it's hard to look inside. You got to hear it more than once. Yo, dude, it's hard. I remember like one time I was like, yeah, but I, I was. I hit a point where I'm like, I feel like I'm funny, and you know? it, it was that thing of like, man, why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? And then I was just like asked myself what are you doing mm-hmm. and then i realized yeah i'm funny but i don't i'm not the most pleasant person to be around what am i what am i exuding when i come around people can feel it more and, than like, like and then i start thinking about like and you know, when i die i think about uh mortality a lot so i go 
when I die, like if I died right now, today, like I would want everybody that I encounter to at least say, man, we saw him yesterday. He was fucking good spirits. We were all, he made us feel good. We all felt good and that just who he was. And that, that is how I feel around you. Like That's I know, how I feel around you. I know if Petey's coming, I'm like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be home. This is going to be, <laughs> you know, he's going to come and we're just going to chit chat and he's going to come with energy and he's going to come with happiness. And no matter what, this show is going to be good because my day is going to be good. Right. And, and there are people who, you know, are just as funny or just as witty or whatever, but when someone's a pleasure to be around, you want to work and it's harder. Like a personal, like I feel like there's a personal connection. Yeah. Like on a you human level. It. Yeah, on a human level. Like, yo, how are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm doing this. Or I'm doing good. I'm, you know, I can't complain. Or just like whatever it is. It's like, all right. <laughs> how do you feel? Sorry to change gears like this, but we're, we're running out of time. I love it. How do you feel about um, everything that's going on as far as like uh, – who got who got fired recently? Uh, the dude from Matt, NBC. Matt Lowry Matt, got fired this morning. Matt Lowry. 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 For anyone listening, this is I don't know when this will come out, but apparently that a was week something. or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> a week or two ago, Matt Lowry. <laughs> got. Apparently that was something that everybody knew about, but never said anything for a long time. How do you feel about the uh, temperature of basically entertainment right now, and not even just entertainment? I think just in the world, I feel like there's some sort of a consciousness that I've never seen in my entire life and I'm not that old but I've never I've seen I, j I just never saw it yeah and I'm pretty sure it's the same yeah. thing for you like and it's very different for you because you're a woman so it's like you actually that's like you you talk to somebody that's been through a war yeah <laughs> and you're just trying to like you're trying to like talk about the war but you haven't been through the war and you don't know what it's about and but you don't even know the perspective in, in your own way and and I know that you're not allowed to make this comparison but mm -hmm. I will like you know I had shortcomings and so did you they mm -hmm. yours might not have been sexual and people you know being predatory over your body but they were over some of your shit right yeah absolutely yeah so there's a barrier that we'd like to keep between us and the other person and women get disrespected and you know people cross that line a lot of course that's happened to me several times you know countless times and it seems to be the norm the fact that it's coming out oh my god I've gone through all the different emotions I've gone through like I did flip out a little one time like I just started crying I'm just like it's gonna be everybody it's gonna be everybody mm -hmm. because I hate to say it I don't want to say that it might be you guys but it's You've crossed the line. You've made people feel uncomfortable. Right. You know, hopefully you learned from it because you were younger and we were taught to, like, go take that pussy, you know? Cause no, I, I was never taught to take the pussy. Really? Ever. Because no. I heard that growing I up. I was never taught. Never, really? I was never taught that either. So this is what I'm like. So this is this is what I like, you know? So how am I feeling about this? I'm feeling this, that, like, I get to say that now. Right. And you can tell me the truth. But I heard that, you know, people talk like that to my brothers. You know, I heard right. my mother saying, like, people are going to come after you. So... And, right. and when I started, when I, soon as I got like little boob, like anything, I was, mm -hmm. people did start coming after me. And, you know, there was that, um, I'm, I'm breaking your barriers. And I thought, I thought I needed that in order to have sex and to, so there were times where I wanted to maybe sleep with someone or, or hit on them or, or kiss them. And I would have to go around it and make them come at me. Mm. And so I'm so used to the aggression but then there's these line crossers that are just heartbreak. It's heartbreaking because it's at work because you hear that women quit their jobs, and so I start feeling lucky, like okay, I kept, I kept going. Mm -hmm. You know, what do we do about the women? What do we do about the men? Because the men are panicking, 
and we've been telling them about this. So what do we do now? You know, the men are going, oh, what about if it's me? It's like, if it's not you, it's not you. I think you we know? just got to kill all of the dudes older <laughs> than 35. That's that's another thing is, is is like we don't expect things from people past their 35. We expect you to have the same stupid opinion. And but I feel like a lot of it is taught man. and a lot of it like, for instance, I did this casino gig recently. So after the show, I'm hanging out with my girl at the bar, the bar in front of the like, you know, you get out the club, there's a bar there. And uh, so it's me, my girlfriend and two other uh, women that were at the show. And we're, they're just like, hey, you were fun. And we're just talking and having a drink. So this older gentleman comes up to us. And he straight up looks at my girl and the other two girls like just like that look, you know that mm-hmm. that aggressive just sexual yeah. Cause and look. and and he probably thinks we can't see that. We see you. You ready? <laughs> the next thing he says, he goes. So he looks at them and he goes, and he's like, "Hey, I don't mean to distract you from these nice breasts right here." Wow. But great job up there tonight. <gasps> so it was like. <laughs> it was like it was like it was like a mix of emotions of like, damn, yo, you just straight up, yeah, talked about my girl's breast and these two women that I don't know's breast, and then like, but then you're like, good job tonight. Okay, so like, how do you, do you feel? Like, what do you say? Because I brushed it off. I, I honestly, because I didn't get paid yet, one. Okay. And I know, like, if because I had just recently talked to the manager, and he was telling me kind of like the casino guidelines, where it's like. I, if you touch a patron or somebody in the casino and you work for the casino or you're at the casino on a gig, you'll get banned from the casino and then you'll probably go to jail because the customer has to touch you first. Or like, So someone could say whatever oh, wow. they want to you. Mm-hmm. Like if you work at the casino, someone like, you piece of shit, fuck your mother, this, this, and that. You can't do anything or else if you do. Well, you're at work, right? Yeah. If if somebody, if your coworker said, you know, I, I hated your proposal, you can't punch him. But that shit felt like, it felt like, I felt like a bitch a little bit, I'll be honest with you. Because in my mind, I just saw me, like, getting up and being like, what? Right. And this dude being like, nah, I don't even want, why, why are you being like this? I just said, no disrespect, because I know you want to be talking about right. these, nice, these nice breasts. Or what. So I was like, right, oh, right, right. what do I do what right now? What did I do? Yeah, that's why when they say, hey, how come the women didn't say anything? Because it's like, what are we going to be met with when we say that? What? what? It's just. And I called someone out. I called out Jackie Martling on our show okay. because... I, I got so sick of his shit, and I was on a show with him, and he grabbed my ass before what? I got on stage. He, he, when we we were doing mic check for some reason, and he he was like all making comments at my breast, like, and I'm I'm around my coworkers. That's crazy. And I got I went on last, so I'm in the back, and just like, by the time I I left that place, I was in tears, and I felt like such a shit. And when I called him out on it, he was like, "Come on, I'm just joking." And I go, "I dare you to joke like that." on a male colleague. I dare someone to pinch your ass, Petey, and go, what? That's a joke. Then write better jokes. Like, get out of right. this. Like, it, I don't, I know from funny, and that's not funny, so you don't tell good jokes. I mean, that was not on stage. Oh, I know, but so still, it's in, the same. But, like, it's in like, real life, it's like, what? The, that's even, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Mm-hmm. And, like, to me, I'm talking to my boy earlier. We are kind of talking about this topic, and I can't say that like, this may sound weird, but, like, I was taught how to talk to women. How? Like, just, like, if you like someone, you don't, it's like this, you don't have to be a part, like, you don't have to be, cr- like, you don't have to, like, when I hear these instances where it gets, like, someone pulls their dick out, 
when there was no, you guys didn't even make out. There like was that's no your first move. like, like how? how do you, how are you ta- like what are you guys talking about raspberries and fucking misdirections on punchlines and then you just pull your dick. So I was taught how to talk to someone, talk to a woman. I was taught how to like show a woman I like her without being, you know, a, a cra- like out without being a crazy. But do you think he was taught to do that? Because I don't think. Well, that's the thing. I don't think so. Like these guys, a lot of them. I feel like they never had that. Exp- they haven't had experiences prior to them getting some sort of power. Or like even like, I mean, I don't know, honestly, because I'm pretty sure on every level that happened. So I couldn't say it's necessarily a power thing. It's just that the you shine a light more on the people in power than the, the mechanic at a shop or some shit. Right. But think about when you say you weren't taught like that. There's kind of no way that you weren't taught like that because even if your family, you know, the people that you were around don't don't, don't aggressively speak to women or don't cross lines with women, there's still sitcoms that you were watching as a kid. Right, right, right. There's still and the sitcoms if you and that was standard. Whatever happened on on, on sitcoms, copy paste into movies and whatever. Right. The woman's annoying. Mm-hmm. The guy is always trying to get in the in her pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like all those, you know, you could add all those things up and you still were yeah, kind of. Yeah, you know, like we all were the the uh, the booze ads mm-hmm. where everyone's smiling with white teeth, no pot belly. You know, we're taught things left and right. There is no escaping from the things that we were taught. And I'm not saying that we're just teaching men, and and that's and that's how it's happening. But we're not teaching people how to deal with each other mm-hmm. and how to deal with their own emotions. Okay, I agree. Honestly, I think I just. So I wasn't, it's not even that I was taught like that. I guess it was my life experiences. And then also, like, I think having, being the only boy in my family and having, like, two, three sisters and a mom and knowing, like, I remember one time I was a kid and my mom, we were walking down the street and she would wear, like, these leotards. And, like, I'm in the, we in the Bronx, so dudes would catcall her while I'm with her. And, like, I'm a little kid, but it's like, I can't say, yo, stop talking to my mom. Well, I could, but it's like, I'm a little kid. And I remember going to my mom and saying, Mom, can you not wear those? I don't like the way that I mm. felt walking with you. And people are like, and like in hindsight, it's like, man, they shouldn't, she should be able to wear whatever the fuck she wants to wear. You know right. what I mean? She shouldn't have to. But like, so I think personally, me, I think I'm just always super, I try to be super conscious. But look at the, but look at, but but not everyone picked up like that. Everyone your age is not super conscious like that, right? In that you grew up with, because no, absolutely, I fucking grew up with savages. But there's some people who saw that their mom was being catcalled and said, "Oh, that's how you talk to women," right. and then they start catcalling also because, you know, I can't say I've never catcalled. Now I'm not saying that I'm 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 free of all catcalling charges. I've catcalled before, but it comes to a point where you're like, especially like, I think comedy so then was you one know of the where best things from. that you know happened I mean? to me. Yeah, it came yeah. from what I've saw before, what I learned before. But then I guess there was that thing of like the self-assessment where you go, like, what the fuck are you doing? How are you living your life? And comedy helped me a lot with that because it really made me look within and be like, what are you doing? What are you, you about? What do you life. stand for? What do you, you know what I mean? How do you see things? But before you did that, no one could do that for you. And people were telling no, you, and and you knew right from wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's a conscious decision that we th- that we make before we do the wrong thing. So people go, oh, did he know that he was doing wrong? Like, of course he knew. Of course right. we knew. We all know. And I'm not trying to protect these guys. It's about time that people believed women, and that's the only oh, reason yeah, why absolutely. it's in the newspaper every day is because you're finally. We said that we've been saying this, but let's right. push that aside for a second. Even though I was told not to, because let's sit in this horrible feeling for a minute. So let's do that. But also. 
if you if you know that it's wrong, right? Mm -hmm. I had to think about this. Did they know? Are they crossing lines and they're just not reading people well? No, they know. In the same way, I think, and I really want to know more about this, I think this is the one thing that we haven't looked into. We looked a little bit into addiction. We looked a little bit into cheating, into thievery, mm -hmm. but we didn't look into what really causes that. So alcoholics get to go to AA, learn about themselves a little bit, and you can consciously change your life and the people who, and people start forgiving you, right? Mm -hmm. Is that the same? Is it that when we fuck up, we fuck up on our shit and we all have that shit and some people's shit is sexual deviance like that? Mm. So my addiction to addicts, my addiction to food, am I just lucky that I didn't get an addiction to sex? Although I, I think I do have that. And I think I did, I mistreated my body, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I, I do have that. And when we, when we speak and when we act from that place without looking at ourselves, we start losing our self-esteem and we start responding from that place. What do we do with all these people? What, are, what have we been doing with addicts? We've been tossing them in jail or tossing them out. Mm -hmm. what, have, what have we been doing with people who cheat on us in relationships? We just go, you're not good anymore, you're tainted, and now the next person has to deal with, are you gonna cheat on me because you cheated before? Mm -hmm. And it all feels like it comes from the same place, but I think people are not ready to talk about that. Right. I think it's like, it's like the society also, like I was talking to my boy earlier today about like the way society judges. They go, who did it? What they do? Now let's judge. And I don't think that's a way to fix a problem if you w don't want it to happen again. You kind of got to figure out why the problem happened or why does it keep happening and how can we fix the problem and, you know, go from there. So at least there's some sort of a, yeah. I don't know if the guideline would be the word, but like there's some sort of a. It's the first step. You have yeah. to admit it, right? You have to admit it. This is the first time in the history that we're really kind of admitting it because we are but if right. you go if if somebody else from maybe a different part of the country or a different part of the world you bring up louis ck they go, oh he's really funny yeah. this has passed them by this right. is big in our world and now it's in the newspaper so it's big in other people's world but we'll see you know we'll see if this because we've heard about this from woody allen yeah. but we still went to see his movies and he's still coming out with a new movie we forgot about what he did to right. his kids we forgot about that. We forgot. We didn't forget. We, we I feel like, do you, I, you know what I feel like almost too? I feel like somebody let the floodgates open to not protect these. Because I feel like they were being protective. Somebody had to say, fuck protecting these people. Go. Like, let it go. Let it, Let this shit get out. Because this has been happening. Think about mm -hmm. this shit's got to have been happening since the beginning. So it's like for now, for it to happen, it's like. What the fuck? Ooh. I think it's the collective unconscious. You know, you hear a piece from over there and a piece from over there until it bubbles up. It's like turning on the, the heat for water. Mm -hmm. You see it coming, but you're just like, it's not hot enough yet. But when it bubbles, it can bubble over. So we have been hearing about this, and we're like, okay, but, you know, you're not that bad a guy. Or, you know, right. ev everything that's bad like in our he lives. He gave me an opportunity. Right. <laughs> that's right. the crazy shit, too. It's like. Right. What do you stand for? So it's like it, these, these constantly. These, it's like what do you? How do you feel? Like do you? So like for you personally, how do you feel right now? Like uh, do you feel safe? Do you feel like? I feel the same amount of safe. I feel maybe safer because um, people know that maybe it's gonna come out if they try something. Mm. But I, I do you feel like that's actually help? That's kind of like gonna help moving forward, so people are more conscious. To like being like, hey, maybe this isn't the right fucking thing to do. Maybe this isn't the right way to act. I wonder. 
I wonder. We got to like 10 years from now, we got to see what the yeah. percentages look like. Because if I compare it again, if you know, if we know that we're doing the wrong thing and we still do it, we just think we're going to get away f- away with it. If you want to go rob a store, mm-hmm. right? Know you're doing the wrong thing. If if we're suddenly looking for thieves, you might take a break. But you know, like the corner's hot. Right. If the corner's hot, you're not going. You're maybe going to take a break. It's but like if you haven't, tent. if you haven't dealt with right. the fact that you want to be on the corner, you're right. gonna find the corner again. Right. It's like yo, just let the shit. Yeah. Die down. And there's some people who don't let the shit die down, right? Yo, fuck that. <laughs> broad daylight, I'm whipping my dick out. Exactly. Yo. Broad fucking day, son. Yeah, so I I don't think we have much of a say because it's the person doing it who needs to take a look at themselves. Mm. But right. I, do, I do feel more confident to say it more and more. We're wrapping up now. A uh, few questions to, to head out. Uh, la- one thing that we always ask um, our guests, what would you tell anybody that's, uh, I guess, stuck or they feel stuck trying to pursue their dreams and they just maybe they just don't know or they haven't heard the right thing? Not to say you have all the answers, but what would you tell somebody that was just like, you know, maybe down in the dumps, yeah. not looking forward to tomorrow? Well, I've been down in the dumps. And and you've overcome some major uh, Yeah, issues. and I, I think, yeah, I, I had the tumor. Mm-hmm. I had to get out of work for two months. It was very scary, and, and, then it, and then it turned not scary because I had to think about whether I was going to die or not, and, and I, I really thought about it because they were talking about all kinds of things, chemo, radiation. Um, they looked at me like I was going to die. My doctors looked at me like I was going to die, so I went, okay, if they're looking at me like I'm going to die, I have to accept that I'm going to die. And let me just think about it for a second. And I thought, all right, it's cool. I can die. You what know? gave you the strength to... to like I, I have been making decisions in my life that have been non-conventional, and I'm pleased with it because I, I did make the choice to live in the arts, and my parents are hate it. They hate it. They don't talk to me because of it. They don't talk to me because of the... Everything that I pursued is wrong from a Middle Eastern perspective mm-hmm. as a woman. And I made those decisions, and I felt good about it. But it was hard to come back, and it was, it was depressing. There was, there was a thing that happens to your brain that is going to happen. And what I learned is I am prone to that, and we all are, because it's very hard to wake up every morning, and, and signs around you are that the world's going to end, and everyone's trying to put fear. And so I started looking up what's causing my fear. I'm, I started looking up things that will help me. So that's, a, that's the first thing. The Internet exists. And so there is hope because you can find someone that's like you or you can find hope or whatever. Right. But, if, but if I'm talking directly to you, there's gratitude. And that's the number one thing that I've found um, successful people. I've been looking up. Why are successful people successful? Mm-hmm. How do you get that way? And the number one thing is you wake up every morning and you thank whatever. Thank you for I'm alive. Thank you for weed. Thank right. you for, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for right. comedy. Whatever. And, and at night you do the same thing. But... I, I decided that I'm going to collect five things that make me happy. I go to Al-Anon. That's going to, no matter what, I'm going to come out of that meeting better. What's Al-Anon? It is, um, you know, the AA? Yeah. So if you if you are relative or if there's an alcoholic affecting you or mm-hmm. you, you grew up in an alcoholic home or there's, you know, so you're like on the other side of it, mm-hmm. there's something about you that is attracted to addicts. You uh, go to Al-Anon. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because you're you're always trying to like 
that's the person that the alcoholic calls at two in the morning and they're always there right but they're destroying their lives to help fix the alcoholic so you what gotta go fix yourself all yeah. right so then i went to one. i went to a Hari krishna place to see what it was like okay super cool they fed me we <laughs> chanted great um i I have a couple friends that I can call. I have um, like specific numbers that I can call when I cry, mm -hmm. you know, and just things like that. I'm still collecting them. And now I recently was like, oh man, I could feel it. My motivation, I'm scared to do this thing. I don't want to, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do that next thing. And I go, okay, this is where I, you know, pull the blankets over and I, I lay down. I'm going to have to pick one of the things, just blindly pick one of the things, go to a meeting, go to call the friend, do the thing. And and I have to be conscious of that moment to pick one way or the other. And if you have a thing that's already set in place where you know you could just pick the one thing blindly and just assume it'll make you feel better because you can, mm -hmm. then it's set up for you before you drown. Does that mm. make sense? Like, so you're saying kind of have a, have a life preserver. Yeah. Or whatever you feel like would help preserve you from feeling like you down gotta, in the dumps. You got to look for happiness. So when you're up, look for it and then like kind of set it up like booby traps where you have to where you can like fall into happiness by accident it's kind of i feel like i feel like not sad but it's like damn that's a little comedy for me it's yeah. like even when things are bad it's like it's that thing of uh i feel like that's my safe space where it's like i can go and be like all right i'm all right because i can control it or like it just makes me feel better all right so uh last few questions these are quick ones these are questions we ask every guest also and Ready? my boy dan's gonna ask you here we go okay all right here we go first one mm -hmm. what's your favorite bodega item you've never seen in a regular bodega until you came to new york a regular or store. you've been in new york yeah. i have been in new york it's um the candy in the front is usually very the little five cent yeah. assortment yeah what's well, your favorite candy oh god i don't eat that much candy oh, man. but i do like to break my teeth sometimes on laffy on that that hard what's that? oh that's good stuff the blow i was gonna say the blowjobs <laughs> yeah, those are also good stuff those you are know, also good stuff the coolest thing i saw in a bodega was this guy smoking a cigarette just right in the bodega and as soon as i walked in because it was a new bodega to me because i was going through a neighborhood mm -hmm. he put it under the under the counter oh, i love that as if that's not gonna be that's respect <laughs> right there as if you don't see the smoke coming up <laughs> it's like oh man you're like yo is the counter on fire he's like oh don't worry about that what do you want only in New York. Yeah. That's the best. That's how I know. See, that's how you know it's an official bodega. They, like, I don't even usually eat, like, sandwiches out of a bodega if yeah. there's not Newport ash involved. <laughs> I like when they have the flat candy that has the sugar on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I know you could just get about. individually that I break my face the on. Edges. Yeah, yeah. Next, next cue. What's your favorite word and why? Ah, uh, fuck. Probably fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know. That's so hard, but... Um, I do curse too much, so it probably is fuck. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, fuck is like a word that you can use at any time. Something's good, fuck. Something's bad, fuck. Or something's I, fuck. It's if powerful. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a... <laughs> People get offended by just that word, and it doesn't mean anything. All right. What would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse? Oh, boy. Um... I would try to read that zombie handbook super quick. <laughs> no, I would just... Um... I would smoke weed. And just kind of like figure it out. Whatever's happening is going to be happening. Might as well be like happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. What would you tell your seventh grade self? Speak up. Speak up. Whatever's happening, you're right. You could mm. feel it. 
tell that teacher to go fuck herself. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hamda, thank you so much for uh, doing the show, Hope of the Hood. Is there anything you'd like to plug, anywhere we could find you outside of Keith and the Girl every day? <laughs> Keith and the Girl would be great. Follow me. And if you could spell my name, Hamda, you'll find me so easily. C-H-M-E-D-A. So close. C-H-M, hold on, C-H-E-M-D-A. Yeah, I can't do that in my head either. <laughs> yeah, with I other felt words. like I did. Thank you so much. You're the best ever. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, all right, guys. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.